This one is coming live, our special guest for today, coming live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights and information or simply learning from them. And today we have got Sandy Joy Weston, from, which, from whom we can learn a lot. She's keynote speaker, international podcaster, published author and entrepreneur who has owned and operated health and wellness companies for over 30 years. My God, such a vast experience. You have got owning companies in the, you know, wellness and fitness arena. So well, uh, there is a lot, lot to ask you, Sandy. Welcome to the show, Sandy. I'm so excited to be here. I guess I should say good evening to you, right? Good morning to me. Good evening to you. Thank you so much. It's a global world. So where, you know, uh, <laughs> earlier they used to say that East is this, best, East is East and West is West and never the twain shall meet. But here it's a, it's a meeting <laughs> of good minds. Exactly. Okay? I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Sandy, coming straight to the point, you know, you've been a fitness campaigner. You have changed so much in your, you know, in, at, at Pili itself. But we'll come to that later. Your motto is all it takes is one to three minutes a day to charge your body and your life in a positive manner. Tell us about this. Why do you believe this? Tell us all about this. Oh, well, how much time do you have, AJ? Enough, enough to get, get something, <laughs> you know, some good, some good uh, suggestions from, from a person like you. Okay. Well, my entire life, I have used movement words and laughter to keep in a positive, powerful mindset and to see where I wanted to go. Like a lot of times I, you know, not seeing just what was right in front of me, but I would use those three things, even as a kid. And as a kid, I grew up in a very humble beginning in the U S in the project areas and challenging situations with most of my mother's life. She spent in very, very poor mental institutions. So here I am at, as a child of probably like eight or nine years old, realizing I had one or two ways to go. And I saw what was going on in the projects and I thought, yeah, I don't want that. So I didn't know what to do. And I would just go inside and pray and listen to my heart. And I came up with what makes me feel good. I mean, this is a kid. What do I like doing? You know, what makes me feel good? And I love to dance, so I would move. Whenever I'd get upset or anxious, I would just start moving, even for a few minutes and dance. I would, secondly, think of a word, one word that I could focus on for that day, whether it be love, peace, joy, fun. And I would tell myself, if I could just focus in on that word whenever things got crazy and how do I want to feel love, how do I want to feel joy, that would be good. And then I would just make light of everything. No matter what was going on, I would try to find, how could I make a joke out of it? Right. I had no idea, AJ, that living that life and using those things and writing everything I thought, like with my words, in a journal, I would make a career out of it. That I would end up owning health clubs and writing books. But my life journey is, how could I get people to realize how powerful, no matter what their faith, no matter what their religion, they are and that they could tap in to their heart and love. And I ended up coming up with the books I wrote, Train Your Head, Body Will Follow, the Reset Journals. It was all about 
how it only takes one to three minutes a day to get in that powerful mindset. And then, so it's not like you might not do other things that take longer. You might have a meditation practice, a workout practice. You might bake and it makes you relax or you play music. It doesn't matter what gets you into that zone. But there's right. nothing more important than how you start your day, how you show up, even just taking 30 seconds before your feet hit the floor to say, how do I want to show up in the world today? And focusing in, okay, before my feet hit that ground, I'm going to show up with joy, with power. Maybe it's hope or peace. And I think that's so powerful that you keep that in mind. And my big idea has always been life doesn't happen to you. You happen to life. And wow. how are you going to do that? How are you going to show up with no matter what's going on? Now, you're going to get bobbed around and you're going to get hit, you know, down and up. But to come back to that. So everything I've done, even the journals, it, it took me six years to write them because I researched and researched with, I call it, the powers to be. So I met with neuroscientists, physiologists, positive psychologists, the gurus. And I wanted to come up with something that was simple to trigger people to get them in that zone. And at first I came up with something, AJ, that only took five minutes. And I took a year studying people with that. Guess what? Nobody did it. It was too long. So unless they had created that habit, I had to go back and one of my professors says, make it one to three minutes. And then I did another year and I studied people and for one to three minutes and they did it and it worked. So that's why I came up with the one, three minutes, because whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever action you take in action is important. Where are you coming from and what outcome do you want? Those two things will change a lot of things you do throughout your day in life. Right. Right. So could you expand a bit on the on, on this particular thing? One, two, three minutes. Suppose it's a layman somewhere uh, in one corner of our country uh, here in India. How do they uh, understand what you are saying? Can you explain it a bit more in a common common man's language? Abs absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I can do? Well, that, I was going to say I have this in my head. I write journals, but this last one I wrote was for kids. It's called Recess to Reset, and it's for 8 to 12-year-olds to deal with the anxiety and the stress that's going on. So let me explain a little bit more. I was going to grab one of my journals, but I'm going to yeah, make it yeah, easy. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. If you think about when you wake up, a lot of people have their routine. Like I said, they have different exercise routines and meditations. But before you did that, let's just start with, again, before you get up, just breathing in four counts in and four counts out and embodying the three that, words that I believe are our pure essence, love, peace, and joy. So okay. just breathing in from the love and out love, breathing in peace and out right. peace, breathing in joy. And then think of the one word you want to focus on, right? Just one word. And if you're really not feeling pippy, skippy, or so excited, you don't want to go from here to joy. You might just want to say, I just want to have ease and flow in my day. I just want to be hopeful in my day. You know, you don't have to go all the way over here. And it doesn't mean, AJ, you're going to be there all the time. Not at all. Right. It just means that when you are not there, you're aware, nothing, hey, I'm not here. It's okay. But does it serve me well? And how can I get back there and focus in on that word? So that's step one. 
doesn't take anything but a few seconds because everybody's like, I don't have much time. Second thing, any journal, like my journal, it, it only takes you a minute to three minutes a day to fill out because it triggers you. But anything you can do to come up with, let's use the acronym, your game plan. All right. Game. G-A-M-E. All right. G is for the goal that you're going after. You know, what do you really want? And here's the tricky thing. Make sure, AJ, Hmm. you want it. Like when people say, oh, you should have a goal. The goal you're going after, let's just even start for the next 30 days. All right. What goal are you going after? And make sure it's not because somebody else wants it. And let's break that down, AJ, into three areas. You have three main areas. Okay. And you and you only want to focus on one area. I mean, people say, oh, I want to do everything. But when you try to do everything, you end up doing nothing. So I want you to focus on one area. And I promise you the other areas will come along. So here okay. you go. You're going to think of one area, either your money or career. That's one main area, money or career. Number two, your body, your health, or three, love relationships. So anybody that's listening out there, just pick for the next 30 days, what area would you like to up level? What area is not going quite the way you want it? Or it might be really bad. Now, some people say, eh, all the areas aren't going great, but I get it. There's times and all the areas might be going well, but pick one area. Once you focus in, just take a breath on that one area. Then you're going to think, what do I want to achieve in that area? Maybe Mm. it is you are going after to have a better relationship with your children or your loved ones, or maybe you do want to be healthier and feel good in your clothes. Maybe you are switching careers and want to switch pot. Just pick one of those three areas. Then once you do it, take time to think about, you don't need You can jot down notes now, but think about what do you really want to achieve and break it down. Like for 30 days, just, achieve. Then the next thing, and this is important, the A is for action. Because make sure the action, you know, you're willing to do. So for example, if I said, I want to fit, you know, my clothes better or feel healthier or breathe better, you can't go from not exercising to exercising seven days a week. It just doesn't happen. I can tell you that from owning gyms. (laughs) They do it for like two to three weeks and then they're (laughs) gone because they overshot, you know what I mean? Like they right, went from right, nothing right, right. to everything. So you you break it down to, if you haven't been doing anything, I'm going to get up and move a minute every hour. Like that's it. Every hour I'm going to get up and just move, stretch, dance around, whatever it is. Or I might be, I'm going to move five minutes a day. Your brain and your body needs to see success. Now, if you do more than that, great. But at least start with something that you know you can see success. And and if you get more, great. Let's say you wanted to uh, be a guest on more podcasts or you wanted to host a podcast or teach at a university, but you don't have the job yet. Then I we call it five to thrive. You would write down every day. I'm going to reach out to five new people, whether it's on email right. or LinkedIn or maybe it's one. Make it doable. Okay, so that's the action. And look at it and go, yes, this is the least amount I can commit to. If I do more, great. Then M is for your motivation. And this is big 
because why you're doing it will keep you in that zone. And when I met with all the psychologists and positive psychologists, they said, this is the big one. Why do you really want it? Maybe if it's for money slash career is because you want to create financial freedom for you and your family, you know, or maybe if it's your body, you want to be able to bend down and reach your grandkids. Like, why do you really want, what's going to get you out of bed on the days you really don't want to take the action and think about it. Like be, no one else has to see your journal. So make sure that you're honest with yourself on your motivation for wanting this. Maybe you're lonely and you want to meet someone. I don't care. There's This is a judgment-free zone, whatever is right, you want. Right, right, right. Then the last one is your E, is the energy level. Like, what is your energy of the day that you're going to put into it? I mean, you know, how much emphasis are you going to put on this area on a scale of right. one to seven? And you be honest, that game plan you write up, it's for the next 30 days. You don't have to keep writing it. You just keep looking at your game plan. And then this is what you do every day. You look at your, you create a power statement. Like for me, I change it up every 30 days. My power statement is right now. Everything always works out for me. Last month, it was, I am a powerful creator. The month before it might've been, I eat and move to serve my body. But you make a statement that makes you feel good. You know what I mean? About what you're trying to achieve. And and it's that's it. You're just looking at your game plan, doing your power statement. What action are you going to take that day? You know, what is it? You check it off and then you write down like you just check boxes like, did I move like like X? You know, did I do this? Did I? It shouldn't take that long. You could. And if you don't write it down, you could say it to yourself in the shower. Now, they say that it's 40 percent more powerful and you're more likely to achieve what you want out of life if you write it down because you see it and remind yourself, right. oh, right. this is what I want to feel. This is what I want. But if you don't, don't beat yourself up. Say it to yourself in the shower. All it is is these little things, AJ, that you can do throughout the day to remind yourself. Like I have things that I look at. Like, is this going to bring me pure joy? And or if I wanted financial freedom, is this going to bring me financial freedom? And then before I take a gig, before I answer the email, before I make those decisions, it reminds me of what I truly want and I'm going after. It keeps you focused. You're ahead in the game. Right, right. And what's what's the E part? Energy, energy. Energy. Goal is how much energy or overall are you going to put in it? Like on a scale of one to seven, how much are you going to emphasize, be honest, you might be like, I am all in this month. I'm going after it. I'm a seven. Or you might be like, I know I, with all going on, I'm going to put a four. And then that day you rate how much energy you put in it. How much energy did you have for that? There's your game. Wonderful. Wonderful, Sandy. You see, you have simplified it so much. You just, firstly, you talked about love, peace, joy, then about the game, goal, action, motivation, and energy. But there is one small question. You wake up, what do you do? You start with one to three minutes or you go to the phone that you have beside your t- on the side of your bed? Yeah, I don't How do, do that. you deal with that? I don't. I don't. Uh, I am very good at, okay, once I shut down, I call it my gadgets. I shut them yeah. down. Because think about it. When you take action 
from that space, whether you want to call it love versus fear, power versus force, right? the right people, the right things you're going to say and do, and the right people will come to you and react to you in a different way than if you just get up and start checking things. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We have to take a step back. You actually, maybe you won't answer as many emails or calls as you did, but you will get a lot more done. So check your, that's why I'm saying I don't go for the phone. I don't do anything. I make sure that I'm in that state of mind. And you know, people have their ritual. They get up, they might make tea, they might make coffee. I write in my journal. And once I'm in that right space, just for a few minutes, then I look at my emails. Then I look at my phone. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't take that long because otherwise, look at it. You're not happening to life. Life is happening to you. You're letting other people and other things in the world bat you around, push you around versus you showing up in that state of love, peace, or joy, or power, which is so important to start out that way and to come back to that versus everything in the world, just bing, 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 you know, you're just reacting to it. Okay. Okay. So I will ask you two things here. One is when you wake up, you know, you are a business owner. You have several companies. Don't you worry about them and you rush for your phone? Uh, why I'm asking this is the world over, there are so many small owners, big owners, and a lot of people keep on pushing the idea, you know, to their workers that you got to be available all the time. You know, the mm. I send a message and you got to be available. Those things are changing everywhere. As an owner, don't you have those insecurities or, or you know, that sort of feeling that I should go and check my phone? Maybe somebody, something bad has happened overnight and that I should know as soon as possible. You know, people want to know bad news mm. first. That's a good point. So I think, remember what I said, I've been doing this, AJ, for a long time. It's not like I start, everything is like a practice. We all have our practices. And I believe, you know, you become a master of it, not because you did hours, but because you did it consistently every day. It's those few minutes, like I said, few minutes in the morning, just right. be getting up between each client or each phone call and resetting myself for a minute makes a huge difference. I don't just go boom, boom, boom in between each podcast, each call, each speaking engagement. I get up at least every hour, even just for a minute to do what feels good to me and reset myself. Now, that being said, I'm not saying there aren't times that I haven't done it and I get it, but for, and it's a habit. See, everything to me is a habit. So business owners doing that, it's a habit, but I'm telling you, nothing's going to change in that next right. one to Absolutely. three minutes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's a habit that I've created. Now, also, as a, like I've owned, I sold uh, that part of my business, my health clubs, perfect timing <laughs> in 2019. Uh, the gods were with me. But I had hundreds of employees in different locations. So lots could go on. But I know there was nothing more important than me showing in that mindset because if I'm in that powerful mindset, I'm going to come up with creative ideas and solutions way better than just, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
you know, and I'm not saying there aren't times I probably haven't, but because I know and I've seen the difference in people that do it when they make those calls out of anger or fear, or they send those emails, it never works out for them. It never works out for them. But it's easier said than done because if you create that habit of picking up your phone or looking at your emails because you want to handle the next crisis, it's a little hard to break. But I would challenge you to try it. Try it for the next 30 days. What happens if you like that's why I didn't make it long. It's just a minute to three minutes. You make your game plan. You remind yourself what you're going after and then reflect. Is this going to put me how I wanted it uh, feeling power? Is my power statement is, you know, I meet the right people. I have perfect timing. The deals always work out, you know, in my favor. Is that really coming from the space you are going to happen? You know, ask yourself that. Logically, we know that's not going to be the case. But like I said, we created a habit thinking we have to find out the bad stuff first. But eh, I I tend to disagree. Right. Uh (laughs) Then one more advice, you know, for a lot of younger people who want to reach the place you have, you are, uh, you know, everybody has that high aspiration. You have traversed a good amount of, you know, road, many, many roads you have traversed. Now, how does one know, especially for the younger lot, who are the right people in your life? You know, it's, it's about work. It's about your personal life, your family life. How do you know? Who are the right people? Because mm. you talked about the right people. You talked about uh, that the right people. Uh, when you are checking your phone, that's the right people will take care of you. They will. Yeah. Uh, they yes. will wait in case. Yeah. So how do you know who are the right people? Because it's very easy, but it's very difficult at the same time. Yes, and that's a that's a great question, AJ. So first of all, I think young people they got it going on. Even like every time the next generation comes in. They come in with the wisdom that I think, whoo, they really know a little bit more of like, this is what I want out of life. And there are jobs and there are opportunities out there that I can love what I do and make money. And I think each generation coming up, it's a little bit more that they know there's another way, especially like you and I were talking about. Things are so global. I mean, young kids, it's not good as a business owner a lot of times because they're so transient. They move around, but they love their families, but they're here. They're there. Oh, yeah, I'm moving next year to another country. It's not the same as a lot of people staying close to home. And so they realize that there's a lot of opportunity and there's things they can do if they stay in their own country from the Internet or they can move around. So that's huge. And I do think. They want to, they know the importance of surrounding themselves with like-minded people with their value system. So how do you know? Right. You don't always know, you know, because I've been fooled. Everybody's been fooled. I think you don't just, I, I can tell you this firsthand. My downside for me is over-trusting. I've made some situations that I'm thinking, oh God, I mean, I know I love people, but I just go, yes, let's do it. So just taking your time when you meet people that you might be instantly attracted to them, but then just getting them to know them a little bit better to see they really do have your value system before you do any type of business deal with them. That's number one. Number two, 
surrounding yourself with like-minded people is really important, meaning that you know where you want to go with you with your set of values that they're going to help lift you up and support you and also guide you when you think, oh, I'm not sure if that's the right thing, but you know it's coming from love. You may not have a lot of those people in your life, but just even a few of those people that are guiding you and you, you know it, you know, they have your best interest at heart. Now there's people you have in your life that are family that they might be well-meaning, but you know, they're coming from their background. So they might tell you all the reasons that can't happen. The millions and all that negative chatter. Now that doesn't mean they don't love you. That just means they're coming from their fear-based life and actions. So you just take it in. And I used to always say to people when they would tell me all the reasons I should be happy to graduate high school, don't look forward to going to college. They weren't trying to hold me back, but they were just didn't want me to be disappointed. And I would always say the same thing to them, AJ. I'd say, are you sure? Are you really sure? Because I have a different plan in mind. <laughs> so you, the thing is, there are though those people that when you're not having a good day and you can't see where you want to go, they'll bring you up. And, and, and those people are so valuable in your life and surrounding. And then the third thing, you want to find people that are where you want to go. And there are plenty of people, yeah. like I mentor a lot of young people, a ton of young high school and college kids, and I'm, w- I'm willing to help them because I, people have done that for me. They, I've had, as much as I said, I've made some bad deals. I had a lot of amazing mentors. So you right. want to watch and listen and learn from people that where you really want to go and they can help you and mentor you. Doesn't matter. Right. 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 You have answered it very well, very, very well. And I'm sure a lot of learning is there uh, from whatever you have said for all sections of people. Now, talking about, you know, you are so much talk about positive mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you exactly mean by positive mindset, actually, if you can tell Great us question. about that? Okay. So I I changed it up a little bit because I think people believe that people that want to be in a positive mindset, or let's call it a powerful mindset. Powerful means you're coming from a love-based emotion versus force, fear-based. A powerful mindset is different for everyone. It's when you have, it's easy. This is easy. If you remember this, everyone, the thoughts you're having, do they serve you well? Mm -hmm. Are they going to get you where you want to go? So my thoughts that are considered positive and powerful are going to be different than yours, AJ. But if you look and be aware, because when I say pick an area of your life that you want to focus on, you know, let's even say money career and you start getting fears. How am I going to feed my family? Like real, Hey, people say this is real life. This is going on. Right. Ask yourself. Okay. Don't judge it. I don't like to say, don't feel guilty. Everyone has that negative chatter, that chatter in their brain. Everyone does all day long of things that don't serve them well. So you just take a moment, listen to what's going on. Some people do it with meditation. Some people do it with breathing. Some people do it with their activity. There's more than one ways. Are those thoughts serving me well? And are they going to get me where I want to go? And if the answer is no, how can you just let them go? Say, 
they're not real. They're not not real. They're just thoughts I'm having. And how can I shift my thoughts gradually to serve me well? What could I start thinking about that I slightly could get on board with that would serve me well? That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You also talk about, you know, mental health. So here I'll ask, you know, there is a lot of, you know, uncertainty in today's time. So this, you can say the uh, prevalence of anxiety is quite there, especially, mm. you know, among women, men, everybody has that everybody. sort of, you know, anxious about, you can be positive in one thing, but you can be anxious about something else, correct, you know? Correct. So how does, you know, both the thing balance out and how does one know that I have, I am trying to be as positive as possible, but this is now related to my mental health. And this is the time to take, you know, to seek some outside help. How do you balance these three things? Positive mindset, you know, anxiousness, anxiety, and uh, mental health, you okay. know, which, which is which is a practical problem today. Okay. So let's just start with the overall mental health, right? So people consider me a mental health coach. Sometimes they'll call me that. Sometimes they call me a mental and physical fitness coach, because it's really one, right. your body and mind. So everything is just one. I mean, I always say your head is attached to your body. So like, let's right. keep them in one. Your mental health is so important. I mean that like, that's the number one thing. And the more you move, no matter what, no matter where your mental health is on what scale, no matter where, how, you know, it's just a little bit, you're not feeling that great or you're way on the other end. Movement is going to help you no matter what. Moving even just a few minutes a day okay. is going okay. to really, okay, that's, that's number one, release stress, you know, make your anxiety go down. Okay, so let's just keep that in mind, no matter what. The second part of it, as far as positive, like you said, I, I, I'm trying to think, you don't want to force it. And that's the problem. People yes. think, oh, yes. I got to be positive. I got to be positive. And, and then it get, it actually gives you more anxiety. Like, oh, I shouldn't think that way. Oh, my God, take it back. No, 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 no. Think of it differently. Just think of it more so in a way that doesn't make it feel forced. Like I said, you might just want to change it up and say, are those thoughts serving me well? You know, right. is it going to get me where I'm going to go? Does it make me feel good versus thinking positive, positive, positive? Because it there's too much like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be happy in this bull. Because everybody and every day has all different emotions. It's just a matter of how long you stay there. So it's not right. like people don't forget severe mental health. But everyone feels anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, parts of depression. Everyone does at different times yes. of the day. Right. But it's how you manage it. So I think when you're talking about anxiety, which is why I wrote a, not just a book for the adults, but I, this summer I did one for kids. It, it's affecting everyone because right. of what the world and what's going on. So you're not only feeling it in your everyday life, but it, you're feeling it from everything in the world. So the most important thing you can do is say, what can I do to help me in this moment when I feel anxious? So a lot of my clients, I do different breathing exercises with them. I say, when you start feeling anxious, all you have to do is take a step back, tell yourself that this is going to pass, and then 
take four breaths in, just listen to your breath, four breaths out. It has to reset. You can't stay in that anxiety state and breathe at the same time. Just listen to your breath for four few minutes and reset yourself. You know, just like I said, some people move. Some people go outside and dance. Some people open the door for fresh air. Those are right. little things that you can do throughout the day. Some people journal, call a friend. But the biggest thing, which is the third thing you mentioned about seeking help, I'm yes. a big component and that everyone, everyone right. could benefit from speaking to somebody, whether right. it's you want to call it a mental health coach, whether mm. you want to call it a family counselor, a therapist. If if it's needed, there's you know people for psychiatry. I really am out there trying to get rid of that stigma. Uh, it, it's ridiculous because at right. any given point, talking to someone, depending on where you are in the mental health, it may be you're it's it's just that you're dealing with some anxiety or being overwhelmed the stress and you don't have the right habits or tools and so you can go to more of like a mental health coach or a coach or maybe right. you want to go to a family practitioner you have to find what fits with you or, or a psychiatrist but you know i remember something my son said to me oh my goodness he <laughs> was i i don't know how maybe 10 or 11 i'm trying to think of what grade he was in but here at seventh grade. So I'm trying to think of what that was, maybe, maybe 11. And he wanted to, he was having trouble with his friends. He, mm -hmm. his friends group broke apart and he was just having a really tough time at school. And he goes, mom, I, I really want to talk to someone. And we found a family counselor for him to talk to, which he's still with Mr. John. And he looked at me mm -hmm. after a year, he says, you know what, mom, I think everybody could benefit of talking to someone. You know, I said, you know, right, Cole, you're absolutely right. You know, and whether it's once a month, once a week, once every two weeks, and depending on the person, it might be, it's hard with family, but there might be someone you, you trust. That's just a really difficult thing when they're, they know you so well. I hope right. I answered your question, AJ. Pardon? Pardon? I hope I answered your question. Absolutely right. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I've written, you know, several things you see. I've myself written about the game, the goal, action, motivation, energy, love, peace, joy, you know, everything, everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is not just I ask questions, you know, I learn so much and I feel that this is the biggest advantage for me because I cannot afford to lose you. I got to listen to you. And when <laughs> I, you know, I got, I got to ask subsequent questions. But when I listen to you with all that attention that I've got, I'm the biggest gainer. Uh, I ab absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, I host podcasts, too. And I've been doing it actually for 10 years. And I learn so much from my guest every single time, AJ. Right. Every single time. Yes. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, Sandy, about two things. You know, what would be your suggestion or advice to family members, people who are around, roommates, you know, who are working, work, roommates outside for working women, men, that if they feel that there is a member who is, you know, passing through his mm. or her difficult times, how do they pick up signal, pick, pick up the right signal that just saying stay positive is not the no, right no, way? No, 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 it's not. How That's the, that? I, if, if someone's in a... <laughs> 
<laughs> if someone's not in a good place and you're like, just be positive, you just want to punch them. I mean, you just, you can't like, and I, like I said, you got to be careful with that word because it's just be positive. Be, it, it, it just, it, especially people that they consider themselves more of a realist, they just want to hit you. you know? So yeah. I think, like I said, for you knowing the person, the first thing you can do is how can you relate to them? What's a topic? What's a subject that you can talk about yourself that makes you vulnerable? For example, right. if you think people are in a challenging place, you can tell them about you. Some point, everybody's had a point in their life where they've, you know, not been feeling, you know, woohoo, you know, every yeah. single person. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about, hey, I remember this time I was having a really rough time and somebody, you know, recommended I talk to a mentor, this, this whatever. And they taught me these little things or techniques that I could use or, I went to this counselor and they gave me some really great advice and I still see them. You know, you might really like them, but you want to tell it from your story, something that they can relate to and feel like, wow, the most important thing you don't want them to do is feel alone. They don't want to feel alone. They don't want to feel like they're, some, you, they're not broken. You, they have to feel like yes. they're not broken. There's nothing wrong with them. You don't need being fixed. This yes. is just yes. to help you and guide you, you know, to sort out what's going wrong. And I think that's the biggest thing. I tell people, you're not broken. You know what I mean? There's nothing Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to fix about Absolutely. you. And so everyone comes in. We have our unique gifts. We all have our strengths. We all have our superpowers. And then we other all have areas that we want to work on. And if right. you you they feel heard and you're not judging them, then that's when you can relate to them. But that's big because a lot of my friends will call me and say, okay, you talk to so-and-so because if I do, it's going to come off rough. And they know it. It's going to come off like they're judging them and saying, you have to. And that doesn't work. You know, you right. should be like me. You should do <laughs> No, 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 no. Those things are not like, and we, we might mean well. But just listen to what's going on. If you don't want to talk to me, is there anything I can do? You know, be there for them. Don't just listen. Don't, this is the big thing. Don't give them advice. Don't tell them you have the answers. Don't try to guide them. It, it, no, 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 no. Let someone else do that. Just listen, be, you know, empathetic and tell them a little bit about you. And, and then hopefully, you know, they'll be open-minded to, they have to be ready, but because if they're not ready, they're, as much as you want to help people, no matter, I don't care. Like I have, I might be able to help clients before I can help family members Absolutely. because th they'll listen to me some, th but then maybe your family member will hear it from somebody else and you'll go, wait a minute. I've been telling you that, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. And, and I, I just want to understand world over why there is so much of a stigma attached to mental health. I mean, you see the irony is that top, athletes, a lot of top people, you know, in full public view, they consult all those top guys, their performance is down, they consult, you know, all those coaches, motivators, whoever they are. They all and have they're supported and, and they find it such a positive thing. And the same thing, millions and millions of, from all walks of people read the same newspapers about those people seeking help. Why is it 
then individual health, mental health issues, people look at it differently. And people who read about such things and find themselves, you know, thinking on the opposite line that it, it is a, there is some sort of a stigma attached to it. What is your message, uh, you know, on, on this sort of stuff? You know, I have a theory. I have a theory. I have a theory. So here's the theory. The people that seek help, right? There's two types of people that seek help. One, they're so low. They've hit bottom. There's no other way to go. So whether there's a stigma or not a stigma, they're seeking help, right? It doesn't matter. They, they just, unfortunately, that's it. And then the other end, which is where I fall in, is people that want self-improvement. They're right. always wanting to up level. So whether they see a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a mental health coach, they're always looking for that self-improvement. And they always know there's things they can learn about themselves to live a more full, joyful, loving, peaceful life. The in-between is where we get stuck, you know, and a lot of it comes from, you have to understand where they're coming from. It's coming from their culture, their background, their belief system, that they should be able to figure this out. There's, oh my goodness, AJ, if I could tell you, this is the funniest thing. And mm -hmm. I love them. But a lot of my clients will say, just say you're a uh, wellness coach. They don't want to tell people I'm a, I'm not even a therapist or a psychiatrist, but they don't want anybody to know that I'm doing the mental health part of it. I'm like, you know, you guys aren't good for business because how am I going to get referrals? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But they they make it like, okay, this is I'm I'm coming in for fitness, and Sandy also combines that, so it makes me more user friendly. But here's the deal: so many people. Uh, seek help. So many people, even which I love before they get to that state, you know, so many people seek help because it's actually to me, not a weakness. If you reach for help, it's a strength. Because yes, exactly. You can't, do, tell you that. You can't do this. Yeah, yeah. You can't do this alone. You can't do a business yeah. alone. You can't do your body. If you seek help, just like look at it as like a team. Like even if you looked at it as a business, you right. know, the more that you brainstorm, you know, have other people surround you with things that you don't do well. Well, it's the same thing with your mind and your body. And then let's go to the other part. The people that might have, you know, more severe conditions or they came into this world with a different, unique brain. Yeah, they might have some issues, but it also is a lot of them. It makes them more loving and compassionate and understanding and they excel at other areas you know so everyone's brain is different and when you figure out what works for you it's just so magical it may not go away but it, it makes you able to manage it more and there may be areas of your life that go right right you see there's so there's so much to learn and and you know this whole session is, is a lot of revelation also about about issues from uh, at the other end of the world and, and and on this part of the world issues there are so similar uh sandy i wanted to now get get on to the fitness part of it importance of fitness and especially for people who are, who are above 40 40 plus what is your you know advice to them especially 
Okay, so remember we talked about it. It's not important how long you do it, although I'd love them to do 20 minutes a day. I just want them to get up and move. The most important thing, I don't care what age you are. Yes, it's important when you're 40, but it's also important when you're younger because you know it really does release a lot of anxiety and stress. And right. it's just so amazing for you. There's no downside of it. But my suggestion is find something that you love doing. There's so many ways to work out. It's not just, okay, I have to run on a treadmill and lift weights. You know, there's all those in between. There's classes you can do online. Like some for me, I'm going to pick more dancey ones because I love to dance, but I also like weights. So whether you go to a gym or just want to be in your house, there's ways to find a workout that resonates with you, that you enjoy. It might be just walking outside every day or taking a hike or biking. There's something for everyone. But if you're not used to doing anything, that's why I said, even saying today, this, I'm going to do five minutes today and then getting up for a minute here and there, it adds up. So you go, oh, I did a minute. Okay, I can add another minute. A lot of times if I get um, the day, I call it the day gets away from me, I'll just do things in my house while I'm doing, you know, everyday chores. We have stairs. So I go up and down instead of just making sure I take everything up the steps at one time, I go up and down the stairs a lot. I mean, don't underestimate, you know, doing the laundry or chasing the kids around. There's mm -hmm. ways it's movement. It doesn't have to be, Oh, I didn't move because some of the people are moving a lot and they don't even realize it. You know, you could do right. squats while you do dishes. Right. Right. Uh, for the 40 plus, Sandy, there is a new problem, you know, of worthlessness. It's because of the digital world. It's because the way the world is changing. You see uh, a person uh, self-worth, you know, they, the, the way they perceive themselves from a job point of view, people, you know, they all, all already start feeling that the job, their job place do not need them as much as mm. they did earlier because a new workforce is coming at a cheaper cost, you know? Yeah. Second, you know, that's the one thing. Digitally also, they tend to be behind a lot of the younger generation who are so good at using the apps, the systems, and Absolutely. you know, all these things, artificial intelligence and machine learning, you know, obviously the machines are learning faster than them. So yeah. they, they, without saying or without even them realizing or anybody else around them, this is a phenomenon which is growing at a fast rate across the world. Absolutely. How, isn't it? How does one tackle that? And what would you like to tell to their spouses about that, to their children? You know, because India is also a very, very close family system. Yeah. But with time, you know, we are moving towards a lot of nuclear families. And the man, perhaps at many places, is the sole bread earner. But he's the one who is, you know... He, he is himself with his own bag of posts. He finds himself a lonely man. How does he deal with that? Yeah. Or a woman also, because women yeah. have their, you know, after child and their career takes a backseat. Well, I don't know if I'm the expert on the technology part, but I'll at least give you some guidance, even from my own point of view of what I've done. And maybe it'll be helpful. First of all, you have to take a step back on any of this, no matter what it is. And really what we talked about, you know, how realigning yourself, uh, 
coming from peace, love, and joy. When you're in that state, realizing that your worthiness isn't tied to anything. It's not tied to how much money you make. It's not tied to how great you do in social media. It's not tied to how much you know in technology. Your worthiness of that peace, love, and joy you can tap in is something you want to practice every day. And it should not, or you not, I don't want to say should. And you don't want it to relate to, I got that sale. I figured that that technology, I got social media clicks. The more you can practice that I am worthy because of the being who I am. And it has nothing to do with that. You know, the, I'm a master of technology or a master at my job or a master of social media. The more at peace you will feel throughout the day, the more joy you'll feel out the day, the more love. Now, that is the biggest component. The second thing is, and I've done this, I tap into my resources, number one resource, my son who's 18. So a lot of the, the technology stuff, if I didn't know how to do it, I would ask him. And they do okay. know a lot because they came into the world. So you tap into first people that you know in your world, in your family that can help you with that. And then there's always those people, no matter what their age, they're just tech savvy. The next thing is, that there are people around the world that you can find that aren't that expensive to help you with the technology part, which I've helped help me. I've reached out to different sites and very, very inexpensively had, and they're mostly, I'm sure, very young people help right. set me up and right. work with me so that I could learn more of how to present myself. And, and that helps. But as far as your job and losing your job, I'm not, I, I don't think I can answer that for India because that's a tough situation. And I don't know other things that are out there. I know here, a lot of people have started their own businesses in different okay. ways and become solo entrepreneurs right. when they've lost their jobs or felt irrelevant. But I think that comes with, no, I mean, technology is like really expediting it, but it, it comes at any age that you feel like you can replace with younger people for less. Right, right, right. Right, Sandy, I think you have thrown a lot of perspective in each of the things that we have discussed about positive mindset, how you can change your life and body in one to three minutes every day about mental health and about wellness at 40, you know, especially 40 plus and the importance of fitness. With all this, you know, great perspective learning, uh, I would say uh, we'll meet again. And for now, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you so much for your time and have a great day. Thanks, AJ. Bye.